of the morning to you, Cisa. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe, ole, latte, da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning.
He wants you to come out of the will of evil. And he wants you to come out of half-heartedness. And that, that's the message, which I started the other day. Uh, but you see, I couldn't, I couldn't finish it then because it wasn't finished. So what God appears to be doing now is that the messages are truly, truly um, liberating. But it looks like, because he said do the testimony. So it looks like I'm not getting, well, at least for right about now anyway, I'm not getting the whole message all at once. Okay. So what I wanted to, I want to clarify something. Uh, you see, when God brings great deliverance, there's great teaching in it. And the reason the Lord had me do those testimonies, because remember, I some of them I know about, I hear about them every day, but I don't put them on the line because there is no set formula with God. He can do anything that he wants to do, any way that he wants to, and, re- and really, that's how he does it. But I heard Renee say something, and I heard Jessica R. say something, and I want to elaborate on it. If I'm not able, if this takes longer than the time I have allotted, then I bring that message tomorrow because God wants you to come out of agreement with oppression. He wants you to come out of agreement with the will of evil. And you know what? God really impressed upon me that people have got to come out of half-heartedness. So I kind of like asked them to define this half-heartedness to me, and I asked them to define the will of evil to me. So I, 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 I just typed one last word, but I might not have it all yet. So I'm going to see where it's this, this goes this morning. And if I'm, if I'm not able to do it, then tomorrow I will do um, coming out, coming out of oppression, coming out of the will of evil, and coming out of half-heartedness. Okay? These things God has shown me and told me, and, and I got it in this message. He, he doesn't like Oppression. Remember, he sent Jesus, uh, Acts 10 38, the will of evil. Satan said he takes the man captive according to his will. And he really just starts ministering to me about this half heartedness. Okay? So um, I'm going to go to Renee first because hers. Really, I'm, I'm going to Jennifer R. There, there is no really set order. But I want you to hear this. You see, when God delivers a person, he confirms his word. He confirms his word to the person, and he confirms his word to the deliverance minister. Are you understanding me a little bit? So, um... What I'm going to do, I'm going to go here first.
Good morning, Renee. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Praise it. This is what I want you to clarify for the 10 line. Now, I heard you say in your deliverance that you had a drink. Well, actually, I believe you had two dreams. And in one of the dreams, a man asked you, explain that part. He asked you, who was I or where was I? Or, And you told him, okay, or, or what? okay. explain that. In that particular dream, okay, I was in some, at some kind. I knew it was a meeting because the chairs were set up uh, in a room, and there was a podium, and there was a man there. It was and you, oh, okay. And I stopped saying masquerading spirit because you said there's it's not in the Bible. But is mm-hmm. it okay to say a spirit was masquerading? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, Go ahead. as someone in the gospel mm-hmm. ministry. But I was standing beside that spirit, and that spirit asked me for the name of the ministry I was attending. And I don't know if he used the word attending, but what's the? It, he said, I know he said, what's the name of the ministry? Okay, mm-hmm. but I knew in my spirit, I know in my spirit, he was asking me about uh, your ministry. And I mm-hmm. answered, Jesus Believers Church out of mm-hmm. Atlanta, Georgia, which mm-hmm. I was surprised I said Atlanta because you're in Dalton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what he happened? Look, he had this look like, oh. And then mm-hmm. I went and took a, a seat, okay, mm-hmm. in where the like the audience was or wherever. And mm-hmm. then this lady, she either moved over to me. Or she was seated next to me already. Mm-hmm. And that's basically all I remember. But I do remember vaguely seeing one of my sisters in the mm-hmm. room. Okay. And that was it. That's all I remember. Okay. okay. Now, that was that dream. And what, what about the other dream with me in it? Okay. There was one dream, Dr. Erica. Okay, and I didn't mention this one yesterday, but you came to me, okay, okay, you came to me, I was seated in a chair, and you came to me, and there was food, okay, there was actual meat that I have in my freezer in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. you were around it, and you came to me, you were frying something, and you came to me with hot grease, and you kept coming at me. And the mm-hmm. grease was dripping, but I didn't mm-hmm. feel the fire or the heat from the grease. I didn't get burned from it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. And what, okay. What did I do? I don't what think that I was you. It wasn't. But but this is the point I'm trying to make. I talked to somebody yesterday, and when I talked to them, <clears throat> there was nothing but venom in their voice toward me. And. Mm-hmm. I listened to them, and they didn't know that they were spewing out venom. And that's when the Lord said to ask you about the second dream, which you didn't mention on here yesterday. So so I'm listening to this uh, woman spewing out venom at me from her voice. And I could almost see the manifestation of the serpent on this woman's back. And the serpent's head was above this woman's head, 
spew in the venom like a cobra, okay. like a cobra. And so I didn't say anything, but the Lord said, you heard the dynamics of that. And it's this. You see, um, I don't play with spirits. I know them. That's why I wrote that. That's why the Holy Ghost gave me that book to write about them based on Luke chapter 10, verse 20. The spirits are subject unto you. When I was dying, I thought I was dying. I had come off the mission field and I I was sick. I, I know now it was a, a, a parasite I picked up on the mission field. But me and Brother Joe was going from city to city. But this is what God told me. He said, those people who walk deep in the spirit, every time I send someone to you, their objective is to make them hate you and leave so they will never get delivered. That's been my fight right there. And and then he said, not just you, Erica, they do it to every deliverance minister that I've anointed. I said, okay. But he said, Renee said it. She said, there was a spirit that was trying to make me hate you. Remember when you said that? Uh-huh. And that's uh-huh. what the devil, that's what the devil does, brothers and sisters. You see, for some people, this ministry that God has given me is their last resort. If they yeah. don't get it here, they're not going to get it. Because this ministry is anointed to, to, to go deep into the spirit realm and operate where the demons operate. So what happened with Renee, God, God broke it down and showed it to me, glory to God, I'm so happy. What happened wow. with Renee is that she, through, through inheritance and through the purpose of God, to use her like he's going to use some of you in deep deliverance, he had to teach her, and I'm sorry to say that sometimes when God teaches us, it is through affliction, brothers and sisters. It is through you having to overcome that thing. So, in Renee's walk, God, listen to me, God had had her go into places full of high-level spiritual workers disguising themselves as men and women of God. You hear me? Oh, Dr. Erica. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) They're leaders of of government. They're in high places. But they're wicked. They're secret societies. Okay. There's even pastors that are bringing about unity. They're promoting unity in the state, but people don't know the venom that's behind them. These people are on TV in the market. People are calling them to come minister to them and to influence their children to do better and to become, but they don't realize the spirit that's behind the faces. So these faces know I see them, and they run after me. And and see, when I was talking to this woman, 
and God had the serpent like a big old anaconda body, but a cobra head raised up over the head of this woman. And I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it in the spirit realm, spewing venom. It, it, it isn't waiting to bite anybody, you know, like a rat, like a snake bites you and then puncture you with them two fangs and then the poison go in yeah. your body. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. This venom is coming out of these people's mouths and it's being shot at them like a gun, like a trajectory. That's and so, what I felt in the head. That's the, took okay. I, that's the hit I took to the head. Okay. And so God was breaking that thing. He promised me he was going to do this. But man, it took me 36 years to get it. <laughs> <laughs> to, get the, to get the understanding. But I knew that understanding was going to come through somebody's deliverance. I knew that. I didn't know who. I didn't know how. I didn't know when. But but yada, I knew it was coming. In my knower, I knew it was coming. So then God said, I brought it out. I exposed it. Did you hear her say that they tried to make her hate you? I said, yeah, God, I heard that. <laughs> I, said, I said, and I've been dealing with that stuff. And people, these, uh, these uh, people that walk heavy in the spirit realm, heavy on the dark side, but yet it is a total lie. It's a total lie because they're witches and they're wizards, and they're shamans, and they're sorcerers, and they work in every form and every type of witchcraft that exists, including mind control, including peeping and muttering, coming in people's dreams, manifesting themselves, talking to them, and giving them instructions, and making them think it's God, coming in people's dreams, and coming disguised, as the face of somebody else in this particular yes. instance, my face. Oh, yes. Yes. My face. And I th- until God revealed to me that they were masquerading as other people, I would get angry and react, not in the natural, so to speak, but I would get angry and point my prayers to the people's faces that I was actually seeing in, in the dream. And really, this, it was somebody else right, pretending this, to be there. Right, in this instance, me. I've been catching pure, raw, unadulterated hell, people I've been ministering to. Wow. Not, not, the, not the outsiders, but God, knew, God knows I don't care who it is. You come at me, I'm fighting back. I mean, it, it, I yeah. don't care who it is. I don't care. You come at me, I'm fighting back because I'm not going to allow a wizard, a witch, a shaman, a sorcerer to steal my life. It ain't going to happen. So what happens, but you see, God has a plan and a purpose. And in deliverance, that plan and that purpose is to strengthen you. Now, I don't know why God does it this way. But God, will, when, I, when, when the deliverance minister says, I'm going to help you, 
God throws them right in the middle of the battle with the person they're trying to help. Their demons become your demonic fight. And if you lose, they will lose. But not only will they lose, you will lose. So God is so confident of his people, of his called out ones, that he knows that we're not going to lose. We're not going to lose because we know one thing. That's true. Our strength, our reliance is on him. We know this. The only job I have, realistically speaking, is to get you to Jesus. I don't have no other job. But the fight that it can ensue, because the devil knows one thing. He has to keep you away from the pure, raw power of God because he knows he's already defeated. He knows he's been defeated, and he knows that he is making a counterfeit stand. It's a counterfeit stand. But then he knows that if he can get the person that he's operating in to come into agreement with him, he'll take that deliverance minister out. He will take them slapped all the way out. He'll make them commit suicide if he has to. He'll make their marriage so horrible that you would think they was ranked sinners and all they're trying to do is be obedient to God, but they're doing it what half-heartedly. Half-heartedly. Yeah. This thing is awesome and amazing. It's yeah. amazing. And you and are living there, Go ahead. If I can add, there were instances where I would see you in dreams. I won't say in the spirit, but it wasn't mm-hmm. you. Where you were mm-hmm. actually doing good things. But I knew not to come into agreement with that spirit, even if it looked like you. Mm-hmm. Because if I did, and that spirit had me. It's, it's kind and of so it, I began, I learned, God taught me how to pray, not about the person per se, but to direct it at the spirit. Identify the spirit and pray against that spirit and leave everything else alone. And that that's when I started really getting the relief that I needed. And then when you sent me that book, just is it justified by faith? Yeah. The mm-hmm. judge shall live by faith. Right. That began to birth my faith. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, you never could have paid me a million dollars to tell you I didn't have any faith because I believe that I did have faith, but I didn't have you, nothing. Yeah, yeah, and that you was do. Because of the oppression. Right. I'm just saying in but, the past. Right. I didn't right. I didn't know I had in the I didn't know. But God asked me I heard this one time. How can you trust me if you don't how can you love me? Because I would tell the Lord all the time, I love you, I love you, I love you. How can you love me if you don't trust me? Mm. And that's the truth. I I preach it all the time. It's the truth. It's the truth. I wanted you to clarify that because I wanted to, because God had told me to, number one. And I wanted to, I wanted to understand that serpent I saw on top of that woman. It, it was, it was over her head. The The body of that cobra was the length of the woman's body. But the neck of the cobra was halfway between the 
the shoulder and halfway between the head of the woman's head, but the head of the cobra was over the woman's head. And you know how that cobra puffed up in the neck part? It was covering the woman's head. It was covering her head. So when this venom was being shot out, it was being shot straight to who, straight to who it was aimed at. And at that, at that instant, it was aimed at me. So, My God. My and I'm God. thinking, and I'm thinking, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. God raised this woman. And these people be them. Let me tell you something else. I say, God raised this woman from her deathbed. And, and Satan's going to use her. And God said, who better to use? And I had dealt with a man that God had raised up off his deathbed. And I had I had called somebody else to listen to this. Listen to this. Because I wanted a clinical therapeutic opinion. <laughs> you hear me? I want I want to <laughs> listen to this. And tell me what you think. And her comments to me were, it's amazing how God has raised this man up from his deathbed and given him, not, not one time, two times God raised him up from his deathbed. And, he, and, mm-hmm. and what he said to me was, I can't listen to you no more, Erica. Your stuff is too deep for me. I said, they, it was so they deep. They told me that man was crazy. Okay. <laughs> They well, told it was me so they would put me away. <laughs> the devil is ten thousand liars and more, and yeah. more. Cause I said to the man, I said, "Well, it was so crazy. It raised you up from the, your deathbed. God used me to call you back to life after you had died." I was kind of uh, upset about this, okay? And now <laughs> you're gonna tell me my ministry is too deep for you? I said, "The devil is lying." And I came against that yeah. thing. I came against that devil. And you know what happened? The man started moving his paralyzed body. Oh, I didn't yeah. even listen to him. I just like I don't have to do that to a lot of people. The the the, the, the paralyzed body started moving. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. wondering like, do I have to get mad all the time? <laughs> you know. <laughs> But yeah. I got the message. I got the message. So now yeah. I'm gonna have to increase my increase the prayer life of this ministry. Because and that God, has helped me tremendously. Prayer yeah. is the key. Prayer prayer and faith. Combination of prayer and faith and, and trusting God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a whole sum of it, really. So thank you for bring, for allowing me to use you to bring clarity this morning. But I got thank to tell you the devil. <laughs> I got to tell the devil something. This is not for anybody. This is for the devil. This one, because see, I talked back to the devil, and I got something to tell him this morning. No weapon yeah. formed yeah. against me shall prosper. Thank you, Jesus. you hear Hallelujah. me, devil? Hallelujah. No weapon formed against me. Yes. And I command that venom to be choked back in that circle. Hallelujah. And do what it does. Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. You see, God said we have power over every creeping thing that creepeth upon this earth. So you want to spew venom? Choke on it. Thank you. Choke on your own venom. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And another thing, devil, make no mistake about it. You are under my feet. Hallelujah. You may bruise my heel, but I'm going to stomp on your head. Thank you. In the name of Jesus and by the power of his own Holy Spirit. Glory to God. That is not just a vow. That is a decree and a certainty. Thank Hallelujah. you so much. I got it. 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 Amen. And I'm so happy Amen. you got it too. <laughs> and I was hesitant. I was hesitant because most, and I think I mentioned this, most people can't handle stuff like this. Most people. But the truth. All the truth. people are to. But you see, a dead person can. You understand what I'm saying? And I got that. I finally got that revelation, Dr. Aaron. Thank you, Jesus. A dead person <laughs> can. <laughs> Thank you. I've been after that revelation for a long time, and it finally came. Thank you for that. Praise a dead God. person can have it. Praise God. All right. I'm going to go to Jennifer. All right. I'm going to open her mic. Where is you can stay on here. Where is Jennifer? Okay, I'm going to okay. put you on mute. The dog's here. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll take you off then. Praise God. Uh, put me on mute. It doesn't matter. Jennifer, I where got are you? On you? Mute. Okay. Jennifer. Jennifer. Good, I got, good morning. I got your mic. Good morning. Good morning. Now, I want y'all to know something. Renee. Is in Mississippi. Jackson, I think. Jennifer, where are you? I'm in Massachusetts. All right. Jennifer is in Massachusetts. When you gave your testimony, you mentioned when I asked you all to give, um, to send me, how much did I ask for? I don't I think it was a dollar you had everybody send. Okay, see, I don't remember. I do what God tell me to do, and then I move on. And it was a dollar. I feel like it was a dollar. Okay. Jessica, break me out. Yeah, Jessica, will remind us. It was either like it's either a dollar or you just told there was another occasion where you told us to just donate whatever we could, and mm-hmm. that. And maybe actually this is it. You said whatever. It doesn't matter what it is, but it was the actual act of making the offering. And I believe it was it for Brother Dalbert. Nope, 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 not okay. that one. Anyway, <clears throat> okay. this one. Anyway, this one is was specific. God told me to have you all send somebody put in the chat room how much that it was donate what you did. No, that wasn't it. Oh, Brother West said Grace died four times. 
Wow. I just I just looked at that chat room. I'm gonna come back to that. But I had asked you, well let me let me go back. Okay. After you mentioned that, Brother Joe and is moving stuff, boxes of office stuff from the from my house over here to the church. We just now about halfway done with that. And Brother Joe was going through um, some stuff from Reggie. And one thing Reggie was good about, Reggie would do whatever I would ask her to do, and she did it good, okay? That was not my problem with Reggie. But Brother Joe found when God gave me this first revelation, Reggie had put it on a nice colored paper and put a border around it with hearts. And she had put the scripture. And she had put the formula that God had given me. Now, I have one Ted liner from Texas. He's down there near the border, I think. Anyway, he's a teacher. And he teach uh, special ed kids. From the day I did the very first one of these, I asked for $7.77. I asked everybody on the TED line. Now, this would have been about, gosh, at least five or six years ago. And and I asked everybody on that TED line to send me $7.77. And Brother Joe has a tendency. God used him like this. Because Brother Joe archives all my podcasts, all my books, and everything. He even found the box with all my old booklets already printed out. But when wow. he found this, he laid it on my desk because it's two $1 bills and a $5 bill taped on top. And it's 77 cents in change taped on the bottom. And what God had given me was Mark. She didn't put the 11, but she put Mark 22. But it should have been Mark 11:22. Have faith in God. Now I have seven times the ability, seven times the power, seven times the faith equals seven point. Seven seven, praise be to God. This was when God first gave me the anointing for multiplication and finance. And when Brother Joe laid it on the desk, then the Holy Spirit said, "Did you hear what Jennifer R said?" I said, "Well, yeah, I was listening." He said, "But." <laughs> I don't think the Ted line heard her when she said, I want you to say again when of what you said about that offering I asked you to send that I carried up to the mountain that David Hogan prayed over and your and, and the result of your prayers. Could you say that again? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, cause it's amazing. Um, so when we sent that offering and we sent, our letter, and I remember when you asked us for that, I was so like anxious to send it. I think I overnighted it for some some crazy amount of money to get it to you because it was so so much of my heart was in that letter with that offering. And I remember you had that for 
quite a period of time, and it did. It drove around. It there was something. Some you went up the mountain, and you were under attack yeah. on your way up the mountaintop, and it was a crazy. I yeah. think you and Brother Joe. I think you guys slept in your car on top of the mountain, and then we, it traveled we back down. Yeah, you traveled back down to the office, and it sat in the office for a while, and it got anointed with oil, and it got prayed over and it just sat in your anointing and all the blessings of God and all the work that you were doing for him. And then David Hogan came around. I remember you came on and you had everybody tuning. That was the first time I had heard about him. And you were talking about how it was in buckets and people throw their jackets or their clothing up on stage. And you went right up and asked if you could bring our prayers and our prayer requests and, and the crosses. And you had gotten those little hand crosses and they let, he said, sure. And they went up on stage and all the, the buckets that had been dragged around forever. And when it was finally time, you sent those back to us. And you sent it back in like a, you know, a brown paper envelope. And I put that package, blow the thing, and I didn't open it. And about maybe a month ago, the Lord said, okay, it's time for you to open that. Um, and I did. And I just cried because as I was reading everything that I had written and poured my heart out to the Lord, which you didn't open, you didn't open those. You just took our, you just took, you know, our prayers and you kept them and you sealed them and you sent them back. I, number one, was so amazed to see how far I've come in my walk with God, Um, just overall. But almost every single one of those prayers has been answered. And some of them were really, really, really crazy, crazy prayer requests. Like for stuff that I, in this, like crazy, stuff in this natural world that I don't have the resources, the wherewithal, or could never have orchestrated if I tried. And boom, he just like came in and took care of business. And he, and it was over a period of time had passed where I could go back and reflect and I could see how he was moving and how the, I think the biggest thing, and I'll just put this in here for me, when I read that, see how the Holy Spirit was moving in people around me because they were part of how those prayers got answered. And that was probably the most joyful thing out of the whole realization of it. And God, man, he just, I don't laugh for anything because I mean, in the natural, you could probably make a list of all the ways that I wish my life was better. But I don't lack for anything because he is right there. So when I read that, I was like, this is so miraculous. that I And, and the, the couple of things that are there are coming. And I know this mm-hmm. because of my faith. I was actually reading that booklet that Jessica sent out this morning before the deadline, and I was praying it out loud and kind of going through it and, and – um, I was talking to somebody yesterday about faith. It just, that is just incredible. So I hope that answers what you were, I hope that's what you were looking for for me as far as that goes, but it was just, it's wild. Yeah, I got that too. And God reinforced (laughs) that because the same time that happened to you, like most of you know Nadia. Nadia's Mm. 18, but Nadia came on the deadline when she was 14. And I, I know God was trying to get a message to me because Nadia had texted me that she had found that, Nadia, why don't you come on 
uh, the blog talk and talk about how you found that old letter and how you read it and went back. Now, this is an 18-year-old. And trust something. I am very, very excited when Nadia tells me something. Why? Because I'm reaching her generation. Yes, praise God. I'm I'm reaching her generation. And she understands it. I'm not even going to talk about Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. He understands it. I'm not even going to talk about, remember, these were the same three kids and Daisy. That I had. Yes, that's on. right. Commando kids. Right. Yep. Yep. I've, I, I know I haven't done enough with them. I'm going to do more. But you see, God was telling me something. Everything that had happened and that He has allowed to happen was in His plan to establish Ted Line. Ted Line, Jesus believers, has roots, brothers and sisters. It is a tree planted by the river. Its roots go deep in Christ. It is established by God. It was in it was in God's purpose. I just picked it up. I wish in the name of Jesus, but we're not supposed to wish. If I had known to sell out. Way before I did, I would have. But I didn't know the benefit. In my church, they never filled anybody or caused anybody to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I thought water baptism was all there was. I was wrong. Way wrong. But I got fruit coming up. And seven-year-olds. Eight-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old, fourteen, eighteen, twenty. Brothers and sisters, only what you do for Christ will last. Uncle John says. Pay attention. God is trying to get to you so he can work through you. And that big old serpent I saw, that devil is at work. That serpent represents witchcraft. Witchcraft is spoken of in Galatians 5. It's a work of the flesh. But you have the ability to bring your flesh under subjection to God's own Holy Spirit that lives and move and has his being inside of you. Thank you, Brother Robert. Jeremiah 17, 8. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when he cometh, but her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Brothers and sisters, this is going to sound crazy, but that's okay, Jennifer. That's okay, Renee. (laughs) They can say crazy all they want to, 
But you need to tell them like I say. No, I used to be crazy. But now Amen. I have the mind of Christ. Ain't nothing crazy about me. Nothing, brothers and sisters, no thing. When I can have a 14-year-old in Texas and a, I don't know how old Jennifer is, and I don't really care. I don't want you to give your age. You're an adult. <laughs> You're a mom in Massachusetts. And God is doing the same thing with this adult in Massachusetts that he's doing with an 18-year-old in Texas. That's mighty fine to me. That's all right with me. Because, brothers and sisters, God said, God said, he will deliver you. And you will belong to him. You hear me this morning? And you don't have to be justified. And you don't have to justify anything to anybody because you are the justification. You are the justified of God on earth right now. Right now. And I'm going to do that deliverance tomorrow. Because I think I got my other answers so I can finish this. But God wants you to come out of oppression. God wants you to come out from under the will of evil. And God wants to deliver you from half-heartedness. All of this garbage causes fear. And fear is not a spirit of God, brothers and sisters, but it is a spirit. God wants you to come on in to agreement with him. Do you hear me this morning? It is only when you come into agreement with him that you will realize and experience more of him, more of the fullness of him, more of his living through you. Come Thank on you, in. Jesus. Come yes, on yes. in to agreement with us. Thank you. 
The Lord wants me to tell you one more thing. I mentioned Jeremiah. Jeremiah has started his own church. (laughs) He got two members. He got two members. Two little boys on his street. It might be more than two. I don't know. I know. It's two I know about. Because I got to fund this little church for him. Got to get him some Bibles and books and some teaching materials. Jeremiah's got his own church, and he holds his church in his bedroom. And his, and his mama 
He got his mama fixing the food <laughs> when they come to church. But he has his Bible. He does his sermon. They eat and they go home. Brothers and sisters, what's your excuse? What is your excuse?